Hi, this is Mark, lead pastor of Lux Digital Church. I want to thank you for joining us today and also invite you to join with us live at twitch.tv slash Church every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. EST. Thank you for joining us and please enjoy this message. All right, what's up, guys? I'm so glad to be here. First and foremost, I got to talk about that bumper video. Like, how amazing was that? Like, seriously, put all of the, like, hoorays, excitement. Like, that that, that just gets me pumped. Like, I love being a part of this community, seeing everything that's going on in line. I remember coming to the first service that was here on Twitch, and, like, it was such an awesome time to see what Mark has been up to and Jenna and, like, everything, the team here. Like, they've been so great. Um, so you guys have some amazing pastors. And so I can't go a second without, you know, talking up Mark and talking up Jenna. I'm so thankful for their lives and what they're doing and, and everything that God is doing in and through them. So come on, can we just put all of the emojis, all of the stuff in the chat? Can we give it up for your amazing, amazing pastors? Because here's the thing, we honor those that are in charge. We honor those that are crushing it and doing it. So let's just honor our pastors right now. So go ahead, put up the emojis, put up the best things get pumped get excited and so I, i'm gonna preach tonight if that's okay with you all right i have a word for you i believe that god wants to speak and i believe that whether you're in a physical location or on a couch or on your phone i know that god wants to meet you today that God wants to meet you exactly where you're at. He wants to meet you as is. So that means that you don't have to get to a certain point. You don't have to look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way in order for God to meet with you right now in this moment. And so I'm just going to ask that God would be in this, that God would be flowing, that God would be moving, that God would be able to speak, you know, through like what he's doing right here, like what he's doing in here, that he would be able to translate through the screen that you have, that God would be able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than we could ever ask or think so i'm going to read a scripture and i'm going to pray and i'm going to ask that god would just come and take over today and so i'm going to be reading um a scripture that says what do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that has wandered off and if he finds it truly i tell you he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray that you would just oversee, that you would take over, God, that you would just speak, that God, that your voice would be the voice that is said today, that you would just get me out of the way and that you would speak, that you would talk, that you would reveal yourself in full. And so God, we just thank you for how much you love us, how much you care for us, how much you see us. No matter what, wherever, if we're, if we're lost in sin or lost in hurt or lost in pain or overwhelmed or, or good or having a great day or this or that, like we know that wherever our emotions and feelings are, we know that you want to meet us right where we're at today. And so Jesus, speak right now. Lord, I just sense in my spirit before I go any further that there's somebody that's right now watching that, man, they just... They, they wouldn't say this out loud, but they're just like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Like, I'm here, but I just don't know. Well, God, this is what, I, this is what I'm sensing right now. That right now, in this moment, that they would, they would just sense your presence in a way that they've never experienced it before. And so, Jesus, why, why don't you just take over? Why don't you just show up? Why don't you just do what you do, God? 
King Jesus, you are so worthy. You are so great. You are so kind in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Go ahead. Give some, some praise emojis. Give some hallelujahs. Give me some, some excitement. And so I, I'll be honest, I, I go to a talk back church. And so at lightning church, like we talk back when I preach. And so if I can't hear you, I at least got to see you on this screen. And so, man, if the word's speaking out to you, say, amen, say hallelujah, say preach it white boy, like whatever it is that you want to say, go ahead and put that in the chat because I don't want to hold back today. I believe that God wants to speak speak to you. And so talking about Jesus saying the shepherd will leave the 99 for the one that he will give up everything for the one that is lost, for the one that is confused, for the one that is hurt, for the one that is broken. Now, can I be honest with you? That's my bread and butter right there. Like that is the whole reason that I am in this thing doing what I do is because I was the one. Like, I, I'm the one. Like, I'm the one that, 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 before I go any further, like, I was the one that never, ever, ever thought that I'd be in a church. I never thought that I would step foot into a place like that. Like, every time I saw, like, a preacher preaching or somebody talking about Jesus, I was just like, yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I pictured, like, Ned Flanders. I pictured, like, you know, I don't know, like, just goof, goof, but goof. I don't know. Just, like, I was over it, bro. Like, I didn't want anything to do with church. And I remember that there was so many things now that I'm older. I can process back and see that, man, God was, God was, God was there. God was God was trying to reveal himself, that God was trying to, to talk about it, that, that, that God was trying to reveal himself to me. And so don't take for granted moments like this, because I know that God wants to say something to you. So I remember there was a moment when I was a kid and uh, it was like, okay, I, I just, these are the words that I said to my mom. I'm like, I'm moving out. I'm running away. Like I'm out of here. I remember I was like, what, nine years old or something like that. And I remember I went to my room and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to pack it up. I'm out of here. So I remember I just packed up like a toy. Like I literally grabbed uh, like literally a street shark. If you remember what those were like street shark shout out. So like I grabbed my street shark, put that in a, it was literally like one of those like giant Eagle bags. You know, I put the street shark in there and then I was like, all right, what else do I need? What's, what's very imperative right now. Okay. So I went out to the living room and I grabbed my VHS tape. Some of y'all don't even know what that is, but I grabbed my VHS tape that had all the episodes of Winnie the Pooh on them. All right. Had that needed it, needed that. That was a very essential thing. And then the last thing I remember I climbed up on my bed and I took the pins out of my poster of literally my Pinocchio poster literally. And I rolled it up very nicely and I put that in the giant Eagle bag. And I don't know why I didn't have a book bag or anything at this point, but for some reason I didn't. So I made the decision that this giant Eagle bag was now going to become my book bag so literally you know got the two holes like i literally turned that into a book bag and so i'm walking down the street like i'm out of here mom and i remember my mom yelled out the window she's like where are you going i said i'm running away and she's like okay when when will you when will you be back i'm like i, I said i'm running away like i was just done and so at this point in time, I lived in a trailer court. And so I remember I'm walking down to the end. And some of y'all don't know about that trailer court life. Like I, I lived in a trailer court. My house, my, my, my trailer was literally purple. And everybody there called it the Barney house. It was not fun, okay? And so I'm literally walking down. And I wasn't allowed to go past the mailboxes. 
you know, like the mailbox at the, at the front of the trailer court. I wasn't allowed to go past those. So I made the decision that this is where I live now. I live at the mailboxes at the end of the trailer court. So I remember I sat down. I'm like, all right, like this is, this is the predicament I'm in now. So what do I do now? So literally, I remember I, remember I literally laid out <laughs> the poster on the ground, laid it out like, all right, here we go. You know, laid it right out. And then I, I remember I grabbed the street shark, looked at it. I was like, this is so cool. And then I remember like you would do the fin and like the mouth would open. It was awesome. If you don't know what street sharks are, you got to look it up right now. Somebody put a picture, if you can, of a street shark in this chat, but also like even a link for like the opening credit scene of that. Cause like, it was like a ripoff of like Ninja Turtles, but it was a thousand, no, it wasn't cooler, but it was cool. All right, whatever. But then I remember I had the VHS tape. All right. And I remember even as like a little kid going, why did I do this? Why did I bring, why did I bring this here? Like, what the heck? There's no way for me to even watch this. And so I sat there and I remember it was like hours. It was starting to become dark. My dad came home from work and my dad saw me there and, and my dad drove right by. And I'm like, what? You just saw me. Like, I thought this was my out. You know, dad drove. So I remember I, I came home. I walked in the door and I remember my mom looked right at me and she was just like, why, why, why would you go? Why would you, why would you run away like that? And I, I said whatever I said and she was just like, she just picked me up. And she just said, I love you. I love you, Josh. I love you. That's exactly what the Father's love is for you. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like us saying, I want out and I want to go do my own thing and I want to go here and I want to do this and I want to go and do whatever it is. But what's so cool about Jesus, what's so cool about God is that he is always, always, always ready for our return. That he is always waiting on us, that he's always longing for presence and time with us, that he wants you, that he desires you, that he wants to have a relationship, an intimate moment with you, that he wants to know every piece, every part. Even though he knows everything, he still wants to know the ins and outs that make you, you. Like he loves you and I, I didn't believe it I didn't really feel it or sense it until there was one moment where it was just like man God revealed himself to me and I remember that there was people like there's countless names countless people throughout my life that just show me what the love of God looked like the fact that they would choose to go away from the 99 and they would seek out the one like that doesn't make sense right like why as a shepherd would you take you know why would you put at risk all 99 of the sheep that you are tending and taking care of, why would you leave all 99 of them to go find one, right? It's not worth it, right? Like, what? it's just one, like we got 99. Like, why would you even gamble with the 99 to go find the one? Well, that's, that's, what's, that's what's amazing about Jesus is he's very countercultural. Everything that Jesus did was the complete opposite of what we felt was what we were supposed to do. Jesus would constantly say, you know, hey, this is what you think, but this is actually what it looks like. It's called being heavenly minded. It's something that's different than what is on earth. And so literally this shepherd goes and he seeks out the one. He goes and he searches, he looks everywhere and he finds the one, puts him over his shoulders, walks him back to the 99 with such celebration, such excitement. And man, I'm so thankful that God did that for me. I'm so thankful that he met me, that he found me, 
that he, when I wandered away, that he sought me, that he looked for me. It's unbelievable. John 3, 16. We've heard this verse a bunch. Um, Tim Tebow, I feel like he thinks he made it up. I don't know. But like he like wrote about it a lot and talked about it a lot and wore it underneath his like, you know, remember he had like the face, whatever this, what, what the football called? Adam, what's this called? Football players do this? What's this called? Whatever. Face paint. I don't know. Whatever. But it said John 3, 16. But John 3, 16, one of the most known verses in Christianity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I love that verse. And it's a phenomenal verse. And it's the meat of what it is that we believe. But I love the next verse. It's one of my favorite verses of all time. Because it says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it. God didn't come to point a finger at you. God didn't send Jesus down to earth to point at you and say, you, why would you wander away? Why would you go far from me? Why would you go in the opposite direction? Why would you do this, this, and this? Why? No. The posture was not a finger being pointed. It was more of a warm embrace being opened to us. Countercultural, right? We think that there's a God that is so upset with how wrong we've been that he just points the finger and says, how dare you? When in all true reality is there's a God that has a warm, loving embrace saying, I love you as is. And that's what's beautiful about as is. He loves you as is, but he loves you way too much for you to stay as is. He wants you to keep moving forward. And so come to his embrace and see what he does and see how he'll move and see how he'll work in and through your life. And so there's a few things that I need to tell you today because man, if I didn't know these things, if I didn't really, really truly hear somebody, a pastor, a leader, or somebody just share this with me, I don't think I ever would have fully processed it. Because it's something that you read and something that you know, but until you really, really process it and really, truly know it in your heart of hearts, it's really hard to move forward. And so the first thing that I need you to know today is that God is not mad at you. God's not mad at you. God's not upset. God's not angry. God's not vicious towards you. God is not mad at you like i remember in literally there was this this guy named peter loud center of attention crazy guy and this is in the in the bible and he talks about how how crazy like literally this guy was insane like he was definitely like like me like i feel like i associate loud mouth center of attention always said the wrong things at the wrong time i feel like that's definitely me and so literally this dude he's standing in a boat with all of his homies all right 12 disciples might have heard of them. They're all in a boat. And all of a sudden, they're literally going across the water and they look and they see this ghost. They literally are claiming this is a ghost because there's no other way that it's anything else because something is walking on the water. I think it's a ghost. Then Peter looks a little bit closer and he goes, wait, 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 I think that's Jesus. He says, literally, I think that this is Jesus. And he, he yells out and he says, Jesus, is this you? And he says, yes. And he says, Jesus, wait, if it's really you, tell me to come walking out to you on the water if it's really you. And Jesus says, yes, come. And I just think that's amazing that any time that you say, Jesus, is it really you? I, he'll say yes. And if you take that step, ooh, it's just so cool what God does, man. And so Peter gets out of the boat and like, let's get real. Like, you know, I feel like him getting out of a boat, like it's just awkward. Like, like this dude thinks he's going to walk on water. Like he gets out of the boat and it's like, do I like, is it like a 
Is it like a jump or like a cannonball on a corkscrew? I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to do to get into this water right now? And so, but he gets in and he's literally walking on water. Literally walking on water. And this is real. The Bible is not fairy tales. It's not made up stories. It's not comics. It's not any of that stuff. It is straight up the truth. It actually happened. So Peter's walking on water towards Jesus. And, and like, I don't want to get into all of the, you know, the, all of the, the deep, you know, what, what this mean or what really happened or all you theologians and all that stuff. And, you know, Mark is literally watching this right now. So I'm sure he would have something to say about this, but I don't know what happens, but I know that he starts to sink. Peter immediately starts to sink. He takes a few steps and starts to sink and, Jesus goes over to him walking on the water and he points at Peter and goes, how dare you sink? Why would you sink like that? What's wrong with your faith? Do you not have enough faith? Why would you just sink right now when you have me right in front of you? Why would you fail? Why would you fall? Why would you do? No, that's, that's not what he did. It says in the Bible that Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed Peter. He didn't hold out his hand and say, grab. No, no, no. He reached out and grabbed Peter and pulled him up out of the water. He was saying, I don't care if you sink. I don't care if you fall. But when I pull you up, let's start over again. Let's keep this thing moving. Because here's the thing. He cares about the one. He cares about you. And so he lifts him up the water. So how, how could we think that this God is so mad at us when we see that the loud mouth, the crazy head, like the insane guy who was this like center of attention, all this stuff literally walks on water and falls and sinks and doesn't have enough faith. And that's why he sinks. Why would we think that God is so mad at us that he wouldn't love us when we see that he loved Peter so much? It shows me that wherever you are or whatever you've done or wherever you've been, that God's not holding a grudge towards you. You might think he is, but he's not holding a grudge, that he's not angry, that he's not bitter towards you, that you haven't done so much wrong that he would look at you and say, you are not a son anymore, that I don't love you anymore, that there is always an embrace, that there is always something that is available. So I, I love that. The second thing that I, that I need you to know, God is not ticked off at you. And so it kind of sounds like mad, but truthfully, it's a little bit different because I think that a lot of us just think that we're annoying with God, right? Like we think that it's like, oh man, like, you know, we get to this point where it's like, I think I've, I've done the same thing over and over and over again. And I, I keep messing up and I keep failing and I keep in this one area, I just keep getting it wrong. And when I think I get it right, I, I tend to mess up again. So here's what I'll do. Like I'll go and I'll mess up and I'll feel like junk and then. And then I'll come back to God and be like, God, like, I'm so sorry. Jesus, please forgive me. And like, uh, I'm so sorry. I want to live right for you. And we go and we live our life and we try to do our best. And then we mess up again. And then we go, all right, well, I got to go back to God. I got, I got to trust God. So we go to God and we say, God, I'm so, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving me, even though I mess up. Like, thank you. I'm sorry that I did this. I'm sorry that this is happening. Please. And then we go back to our life again and we keep living and we're living with Jesus. We're praying, we're reading our Bible, we're doing everything that we need to do, but then we mess up again. Maybe it's different area. Maybe it's the same area, but 
But the truth is, is you're always going to keep messing up. You're never going to be perfect. But now that we've messed up three, four, five, sixty times, we get to this point where it's like, well, I've gone to God too many times. That I've, that I've looked at God too many times and said, I'm sorry for doing the same thing over and over again. I'm sorry that I keep messing up, that I keep doing the same stuff. I hate that I do this. And we keep looking at God. And so we decide I'm not, I can't go back to him. One of the scariest things that is happening in Christianity is that there are people that really believe that they can mess up so much that God won't love them anymore. And that is so far from the truth. If, if God, if the shepherd would leave the 99 for the one, what makes you think that your sin, that your mess ups, that your failures would be enough to keep God from chasing you down? Some of you have not seen it enough to know, but you are loved. That Jesus really loves you as is. That man, I, I, almost, feel, I almost feel like I can't even say that because I don't feel it all the time. I don't sense it all the time. I almost feel like a fake sometimes when I say it, but the truth is, is at the end of the day, he's the one that's only consistently loved me more than anybody else, more than anything else. That he loves me as is. It's pretty unbelievable. And the last thing that I need you to know is that God says that you are worth it. You might not feel like you're worth it. You might not feel like you have worth. But God says that you're worth it. That literally that John 3.16 verse where it says God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That when he says he gave his only son, it's not like he just sent him to earth to live on, live on earth for a little while and then say peace out. No, no, no. He died a brutal death. That he gave everything of himself. That he died the worst possible way that you could. And he did it for, literally, he was able to look to the past, to the future, to now. Like he literally, when he was on the cross, that he literally looked and said, Jen, I love you. I am dying for you. That flat cap dapper pastor, I'm dying on the cross for you. That Adriana, I'm dying for you. That JTFM, I'm dying for you. That Templar underscore 10, I'm dying for you. That That's what he said. He said, I'm here for you. I'm giving all of myself for you that you would know, that you would see, that you would experience, that I would give everything for the one. And so that's the way that I choose to live my life because I've seen how he's chased me down. And so how can we not go after the one? How can we not create any type of thing to reach the one? At the end of the day, if one person is an impact made in one person's life today, it was worth it. Do you know that Jesus went to the cross, gave up everything for everyone, literally died a sinner's death so that we could be set free, so that we could be given this free gift of grace. And so here's the truth. Like I've heard it said before that, 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 that Jesus, if I was the only person on earth, that Jesus still would have came to earth and died for me. 
But I think it's even further than that. That even if Jesus knew that no one would ever say yes to him or would ever accept this Jesus, he still would have died for them. He loves the one. The one is the point. The one is the reason. And so we'll create places and spaces like this that we'll create online, we'll create in person, we'll create every type of avenue so that people can see this grace, so that we can see this love. That literally, like, when we started Lightning Church, me and my wife looked at each other and we're like, why are we doing this, you know? And I think that the thing that always keeps us moving is, it's the one. It's the one. Who's the one that needs to see his love? Who's the one that needs to be reached? Who's the one that it seems like they're too far gone or it seems like no one could actually love them or no one could ever care for them? That's the point, man. Because that was me. I've, I failed so many different areas that I took advantage of so many different girls growing up that I just treated so many people in my life like trash that, you know, truthfully, like I'm born in a trailer park. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people would say that I'm not going to amount to anything, that I'm not going to be anything. And I think that finding Jesus, when I found Jesus, I was doing drugs. I was drinking. I was literally in fifth grade waiting for the bus stop, drinking a beer. Like this is literally what my life was. And everything was pointing down this direction of like, man, he's going to end up in jail. He's going to end up selling drugs, going to end up doing something stupid. and He's going to get in trouble. Like, and he's going he's gonna to pay for it. But God found me. That he sought after the one. And I'm thankful that he sent people into my life and people that cared about me. Names that if I dropped them, they would be like, what? I made an impact in his life? Yeah. Because, man, they were just seeking the one. And so today, I need you to know, God is not mad at you. God is not ticked off. He's not angry at you. He's not holding resentment. He's not pointing a finger at you saying you've done wrong. God actually says that you have value, that you are so loved, that you are cared for, that you are seen, that you are known, that you are the one that is worth dying for, that Jesus says that I will never, he will never be able to love you more than he does right now. And you can always say that. Jesus loves you more, the most, right now in this moment and so believe that today so i want to pray and i want to pray over you and i want to pray that you would see this jesus that you would know this jesus and if you know him that you would seek the one that you would look like jesus be like jesus and go find that one and get them on here next week and get them into uh, you know one of your small groups all that different stuff like just see what god can do so i'm gonna pray it's been an honor to be here guys so jesus we just thank you and you're so good. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. God, I pray that if anybody wants a relationship with you, it's so simple. Just say, God, come into my life. Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord, and I believe in my heart that God rose you from the dead. That's how simple it is. And so, Jesus, I pray that we would understand that we are the one, that God is seeking us out, that God loves us as is. Jesus, we love you and we praise you in your name. Amen, amen, amen. We love you guys. 
Thanks for listening to this week's message at Lux Digital Church. If Lux has been having an impact on your life, I want to encourage you to visit us at luxdigitalchurch.com and get connected to our community there. We're so thankful for you and we appreciate you. Have a blessed day and a blessed week.